for they were afraid. This is the final phrase of the original ending of the Gospel of Mark. Mark's Gospel opens with the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, but ends with, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. It is such a curious and unsatisfying ending. So much so that scribes later added longer endings, which include appearances of the risen Christ. It reminds me a bit of those who have tried to write a more comforting, though premature, ending to this pandemic. It is generally accepted that this ending of Mark's gospel was intentional. It places us at the empty tomb with the women, with their terror and amazement, with their fear, and with more questions than answers. This passage, this ending of Mark's gospel, this account of the resurrection feels especially poignant this year. We have all lived through something of the terror and bewilderment that the women at the empty tomb experienced. Think back to how dramatically our lives changed in March of 2020 how much they have changed over this last year. The uncertainty, the confusion, especially early in the pandemic, making important decisions with limited information. And of course, the fear. I remember the fear, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. Fear is a powerful emotion. It can drive our behavior in ways that promote safety or in ways that are selfish or even bigoted and dangerous. Fear can drive our behavior in ways that seem almost comical in retrospect. Do you remember the great toilet paper shortage of 2020? That was crazy. I was on sabbatical at the time, but snuck into the office one Saturday to raid the church's stash of toilet paper. <laughs> My brother, a cardiac surgeon, was put in charge of a COVID ICU unit at NYU at the height of the pandemic in New York City. He saw things he never thought he'd see and had to make life and death decisions about COVID patients that he never thought he would. He also said that if you want to see social distancing, walk down a New York City sidewalk during a pandemic wearing hospital scrubs. It was like Moses parting the Red Sea. 
as people avoided him. On this Easter day, I'm thinking of the shadow of death that has been hanging over us for over a year now. I'm thinking of all those we have lost. Over 2.8 million deaths worldwide. I'm thinking of the grief and fear, the loneliness or the Zoom fatigue that we carry in our bodies. But today I am also thinking of the empty tomb and the resurrection of Christ's victory over death. There have been some beautiful life-giving moments during this pandemic. Time with my adult children I never thought I'd have. A masked baptism in the Russian River. A dramatically scaled back wedding in front of a giant redwood. The resilience of that tree over the centuries was a powerful symbol as the couple exchanged vows during a global pandemic. There have been incredible acts of generosity to the church and to those in need in our community. People asking unbidden, how can they help? Because we share a space with the preschool, the church staff were eligible for the vaccine. When I got home from my first vaccine shot, I was overcome with emotion. I sat at our kitchen table and wept. Some of the fear I had been holding, releasing. I felt relief and gratitude and also privilege. What have been your life-giving moments in this pandemic? Those moments are Easter moments. Hold on to them. Terror and amazement overcame the women because the empty tomb means that everything has been turned upside down. Jesus has been raised. Death is no longer the final word on life. Well, none of us want to die, and we pray for a long life. The resurrection of Christ means that the true measure and meaning of life is love, not lifespan. What really gives us life is God's act of love for each one of us. This is why Mark's gospel ends as it does. It sends us back to the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ to see how he lived and how he loved 
and to do likewise. We are most alive when we love as Jesus loved. That is the Galilee where we will see him. It is up to each one of us to pick up where Mark left off. We have become the writers of the gospel, for Christ has nobody now but ours. <laughs>